Moet Katan the last thing we were discussing was fixing the broken gutter on Hola Moed. And we saw Abayer, Birmiyan, Ravashe all allowed to fix the river or to block or to take away whatever was blocking because it's Tzorech Rabim, it's for the public use. And with that, we're starting Dalit Amud Bet, the last two words on the page where it says, Umtakenin et kilkule hamaim shebeshut arabim. So now we're on Hamud Aleph by the two dots, first line. We're allowed to fix the water holes in Rashut Arabim. If there's rocks inside, you're allowed to clean it up in order so because so people could use it. Hatita in hafiralo. Now again, you're allowed to clean it, but you're not allowed to dig it deeper. And This is Davka if the public doesn't need it. If the public needs it, then even digging is mutar. If the public needs something, you're allowed to dig for them. You're allowed to clean up the holes, the drinking holes of a yahid, of someone's personal things. And of course, you don't even have to say anything about public. And you're not allowed to dig holes, uh, watering holes of the public. And of course, you, you don't even have to talk about a, a private one, for sure it's Asur. Now, my love, aren't we talking about that even when the public needs them, and still it's Asur, and it's a problem on Rabbi Hanan who said that you're allowed to dig for the public. We're talking about a situation where it is not needed. So the says, oh wait, if it's not needed, yeah, would you explain when it says about Yahid? It means that Yahid doesn't need it either. I mean, it has to mean the same thing. If we're talking about Rabim, doesn't they don't need it? Then Yahid also doesn't need it. Does that make sense? And you have a problem because Hatita Mishare. If uh, are you allowed to even just clean up a hole for no need? Who said is that allowed? You're allowed to put water in them, but you're not allowed to clean them up. It applies to their cracks. If it belongs to the public, you're allowed to clean them up and, and plaster their cracks. Now, you have this Braita saying you're not allowed to clean up someone's private hole. And the Braita before says you are allowed to clean up someone's private hole and, and the public hole. And so you have to say that the first Braita was talking about a situation where you there's a need for it. And even if it's someone's private watering hole, you're still allowed to clean it up. And you're not allowed to dig, even if it's a public hole. And this goes against what Rabbi Yohanan said in the name of Rabbi Yohanan. So like my asks, Ve'elamai. Okay, so then how are you going to explain everything? How are you going to explain the first bright where it says, Hotin, b'shiyahid sa'ichlem, the way someone private needs this cleaned. D'chavata gaber abim. So you have to say the same deen by uh, the public watering hole. Well, you're not allowed to dig. Bisharabin Sarih Lahem, if the majority also needs it, Hafiram Yasir, then is digging Asur. If it's private, concealed my tanila put water, the hotinotanila clean, a loshafin sit it's it can, but you're not allowed to plaster the cracks, we lohot in the tochan, you're not allowed to clean it up. I know if you were talking about a little digging a little bit deeper than a regular hatita, but not a real hafira. Velosadin otan besi, then you don't put lime all over it. And if it's for the public, you're allowed to dig. Then you're to put lime. So you see that it, the Braita allows digging for public use. 
Rather, you have to say that the first Braita, where it's Osir to dig holes that belong to the public even when they need it, that's the question. Over here we're saying it's Mutar, and before we said it's Asur to dig for the public. So the Gemara explains, Tari Tzach, you have to explain it as follows. Hotetin borot shel yahid. You're allowed to clean up the private holes. That's if someone needs them. And of course, you don't have to say that you're allowed to clean up the public holes. When everyone needs it. Why? Because for the public, if they need it, you're allowed to even dig. However, but you're not allowed to dig a public hole when they don't need it. Of course, you don't even have to say shal yahid. If, if the yahid doesn't need it, of course, no digging. Because if you don't, if the, the yahid doesn't need it, if someone private doesn't need it, then you're not allowed to even clean up. So what comes out is as follows: cleaning for yahid is only mutar if it's needed. Digging for yahid is always asur. Cleaning for the rabim is always a mutar, even when they don't need. However, digging is only mutar for the public when there's a need. And Amar of Hashem at Nitin Namideka, if you could be Midayakit from the Mishnah that you're allowed to dig for the rabim, the Katane Osin Kol Tsurche Rabim. Kol, what's Latu Yemai? What's it coming to add? Lav Latu Yahavira, isn't it coming to add that you're allowed to dig for the, for the public? Amar says, Law. It's not coming good to, to allow digging for the public. It's coming to allow the following We go out to clean up all the thorns from the, 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 the streets and to fix all the streets and all the biggest streets and to measure the mikvaot and if they don't have 40 cents they figure out a way to add more water in a kosher way to make sure it's 40 se'ah. Maybe they, they, they connect the stream or something like that. And how do I know that if they didn't do all this, any blood that was spilled there, meaning anyone who got hurt over there from the thorns, it's as if they're the ones who spilled that blood, they're the ones who killed them. The Pasuk says, clean blood should not be spilled in your land and then the blood will be on you and what's that coming to tell you that you have to do the work and if you don't do it, it's on you and the Gemara says yeah but if it's coming to add that on but we already said that in the Mishnah it says we fix the, the, the ways the streets the, the what's that coming to add isn't that coming to add that you're allowed to dig for the public like Rav Asher said that's the proof now we learned in the Mishnah we mark the graves with lime so people who Kohanim or people at Tahor don't walk over it maybe don't become Tameh where is there a hint in the Torah that you have to mark graves there's a, a, there's a pasuk in Yehezkel. You'll see a man's bone and you should make a sign on it. You, see, you have to make a sign so people uh, don't walk on it. So, Wait a second. Before Yehezkel came, who said you have to do such a thing? Meaning, what did people do before Yehezkel? 
ראשי תורת מותעמך, הכהן תהיו האדם הרב חסדה, הרב חסדה עשה דבר זה מתורת משה רבנו, לא למדנו, this thing we didn't learn from משה רבנו, מדברי יחזקאל בן מוזי למדנו, we learn from יחזקאל, כל בן אחר ערי לב וערל בשר, לא יבוא אל מקדשי, that anyone who is an ערל should not come and do any עבודה, any service in the בית המקדש, מקמד לתה יחזקאל מה נאמר, so before יחזקאל came and gave this פסוק, who's one who said that an ערל can't work in the בית המקדש? אלא גמרא גמירא, they had some sort of הלכה למשה מסיני thing, before יחזקאל, ואתה יחזקאל ושמחה קרה, comes יחזקאל and Hachanam, the same thing with marking the graves. It will tell you, Gemara Gemira, there was a tradition way back, way before Yehazkel to mark graves. And Yehazkel came and made a pasuk out of it. Rabbi Abu Amar, Rabbi Abu said that the pasuk hint for marking graves is from Vetame Tame Yikra. This is about a person with Sarat. He's going to call Tame Tame, meaning Tum'ah Kor'alo. Someone has to be able to say, hey, I'm Tameh, stay away from me. Same thing, the Tum'ah, or the, in this case, the grave, has to give a warning to someone to tell them to stay away. The Tum'ah is calling you and telling you staying away. So the Gemara asks the question, Wait a second, you tell me Tameh, Tameh, Ikra, is going on uh, marking the graves. We need that for the following writer. The Mitzorah has to tell everyone that he's a Mitzorah. So everyone can pray for him. The Kama says, Just say one time, Tameh. Why is it two times? It's coming to tell me, again, the Mitzorah is coming to tell everyone that he's Tameh. It's also coming to tell me that you have to mark the graves. Abaye Amar, Mehacha, he learns from a different pasuk. Do not put a stumbling block in front of a blind person. Same thing. Here's a person who's Tahor walking down the block, and uh, there's Tuma over there. You got to help him out. You can't just let him go over it. The pasuk says, Pave and clear the way. Uh, get the stumbling block out of my people. That's talking about marking the graves. Rav Hanana said, take the stumbling block away from my uh, my people. Rabbi Yoshua, Bered Rav Idi Amar, Vihodata Lahem et Aderech, Yelchuba. You have to tell them which way they can go. Morzutra Amar, he gets the, the, the pasuk for marking graves, is Vihizatem et Bnei Samitumatam. You have to warn Bnei Sael from the Tum'ah. Rav Asheh Amar, Ushmatem et Mishmarti. You shall keep my charge. You should meaning you know this. Asu mishmet lemishmati. Put a safeguard to my safeguard. Avina Amar v'sam derech arenu beyeshaelohim. Put away that I could show you the the right way of a kadosh baruchu. And Amar b'shav ben Levi kol asham or chotav. Anyone who thinks about what he's going to do before he does it. Uh, uh, ends up will, will be blessed and will get to see the salvation of HaKadosh Baruch Hu Shnemar don't say Vesam Ela Vesham meaning a person who praises or pays attention contemplates what he does Vesham Derech Arenu Be'yashayim and that person I'll show him the salvation of Vesham Rabbi Anai Hava Le'ahuta Mida Rabbi Anai had a student the Choyo Mahava Makshele and every day he would ask him questions. On the Shabbat, of when it was a, where a lot of people would come and and there would be a lot of people coming and he'd give a big class, he would not ask any questions. Why? Because maybe he didn't have the, the answer right away and it would be an embarrassment. 
Kare Alev Esam Derech Areinu Beisha Elohim Rabbi Anai said about him that he's a person who appraises his way and Bezrat Hashem will see the salvation of God. He knows uh, when to ask questions, when not to ask questions. Tan Rabbanan En Mitzayinin. We do not mark an area of let's say there's a there's a bone or something like that. Lo Al Kezayit Min Amet Velo Al Etzem Kesora. Not on a kezite of flesh of a mit, and not on a barley size bone of a mit. Not on anything that is not metame uh, by tenting over it. Meaning, if someone walks over it, you're not going to become tame, then you don't have to put any limestone over there. But you do mark, you, if there's a spine of a corpse, if there's a skull, and if there's a majority of the structure or majority of the number of bones in the body. And if something is for sure, and everybody knows about it, you don't have to mark because everyone knows to be careful. But if something you're not sure, then you have to mark it even a whole moed, because uh, people might uh, make a mistake. And what is the place that is in doubt? And the Gemara will explain one by one soon. And we don't make a monument on the exact spot of the Tum'ah, because then you don't give a person a chance, just a couple of steps, to be careful, this way to be able to walk around. Like Imagine all of a sudden uh, he walked somewhere, and that's where it was Tamir. It can be tummy right away. Rather, just a little bit more. Shalom, I've seen the taharot, just in case so we don't make someone who's carrying taharot lose it because by accident he stepped over a monument. But you don't move the monument too far away. I mean, you don't give it, uh, you don't be mahmir too much and give it extra space, meaning you don't give too much of a warning. Shalom, I've seen Israel because then you're losing from Eretz Israel place that is tahor. You can't take away from the Israel. So now the Gemara asks the question. All the way up, we said, You don't cover a place that there's a kezait of a mit. You're telling me that a kezait is not metame in oil. If someone walks over a kezait of a, of a flesh of, a, of a, someone who passed away, it's not metame. But we learned, The following is metame be oil. Kezait minamet. And it says kezait minamet. So how could you say you don't have to put a monument over it? Or or at least a warning. Give something, something. So Amar of Papa, no, The thing is, Here we're dealing with an exact size of a kezait. The soft soft at the end of the day, once it's in the ground, it'll dry up. Mehsar hasar will get smaller and it'll be less than a kezait. And so just to give it a couple of weeks or a couple of months, it'll get smaller. And yes, you're right, uh, that things will be time in the meantime when you don't give them a warning. It's better that, okay, just for a couple of weeks or a couple of months, we're going to burn a terumah that's time because of it. But it won't happen forever. Meaning, okay, the first couple of months, oh, you stepped over a place that's a, that's an exact kezait. Uh, okay, you have to burn Tiruma. But if we put a, a monument over it, then six months in line, six years down the line, a million years down the line, people can always be burning uh, Tiruma if they walk over it. So to save that problem, okay, we'll let it go just for the time being. 
So So we said the following are places that are in doubt. Sechachot ufraot and betapras. So sechachot is ilana mesech ala aretz. If you have a tree where its branches are uh, uh, roofing over an area and there's tuma under it, that's uh, tu- that's ohel vemet. Peraot. What's a peraot? Abanim peraot. If you have stones that are coming out of a fence that are like protruding out of a house and they're covering an area that's tenting over an area with a tumah, that's a peraot. Beta pras keditnan. Like we learned, if a person plows a grave in a field, the problem is the area, the entire area that is called a beta pras. Which is which is a field that a grave was plowed in it. Vechama wase. Now, what's this area called? The pras. Now, this entire bit of pras. We're not sure. Maybe there is tuma there. Maybe there is. You're not sure. The entire area. You're not uh, sure. Melo maane mea ama. The length of a row when someone plows, which is about a hundred ama. But the Gemara asks a question. Ubeta pras mi metame be oil. Does a beta pras metame in oil? A person is bringing korban pesa. He has to go through a, a beta pras. You, you blow the area in front of you and you walk and just make sure you're not stepping on any bones or anything like that. And you have a problem. And Ravi Barami goes as far as saying in the name of Ula that if once people walked in that beta pras, now just tahor completely. Meaning, either you want to say it's tahor completely, or at least it's dafka if there's a bone over there and you move it. But not if you walk over anything. We we're not worried that there's any bones that you're walking over. So Amar here we're talking about a field where we lost a, a grave somewhere over there, and we're not sure where, and therefore we have to say everything is tamer. Kan when Shmuel said you just have to blow where we know. That there was a grave over here, and we know for a fact that it was uh, plowed, and that's why we're going to say that uh, just Afka, that, that area you have to worry about, just make sure that there's no bones that you're moving. So now the Gemara tries to understand. field that a kever was plowed over there. Beta pras It's is it really called the beta pras? And the Gemara says yes. And here's the proof that none. Shilosha beta prasin, there's three types of beta pras. Number one, sadeshin evad bakever, a field where we lost a grave over there. Number two, visadeshin harash bakever, or a field that a kever was plowed over there. And number three, visade bochin. So the Gemara asks, my sede bochin, what's the sede bochin, the crying field? So Rav Yeshua bar Abba Mishemende Ulama, sadeshin maftirin bametim. It's the field where we say goodbye to the deceased before we bury them. Meaning the Levaya place, the place where uh, the family comes, uh, they pass over the the, the body to Hevra Kadisha, they cry there, they make their hesped, etc. And Vitamamai, why is why do we have to worry about Tumah over there? So Amravimi they're worried about uh, people despairing over there, meaning a lot of times they don't pay attention to the body. They brought the body from really, really far away. They finally got there. Maybe a body part uh, broke off, rolled out. Uh, some uh, This guy w- was relying on this guy to take care of the body, and this guy was relying on that guy, and something uh, rolled off, or something broke off. Therefore, we're mahmir. That's a, that's why we're calling the Sadeh Bukhin a beta pras. 
Now the Gemara goes back to what Rav Papa said and asks the question, and a field that a kever was plowed over there. It doesn't need to be marked. If someone found a marked field because there's a tumah there, and you don't know why it was uh, marked, meaning was it plowed, and you could walk there just by blowing to make sure that there's no bones, or maybe it just got lost there, and then even if you blow, it won't help. And then you, if so, if you're not sure, well, pay attention, look around. Yes, by not if there's trees, then then you know for a fact that there was a grave there and it was plowed, and you could walk there. Just make sure you're not stepping on anything. And by not, but if there's no trees, then you know that there was a cave over here, but it got lost. And it was never plowed, and therefore, if you walk over here, you could be tamei beohel. And Rabbi Yehuda Omer, "At sheyesham zaken o talmid lefishen akol bekiim adavar." The trees mean nothing; there's no proof that it was plowed until there's an elderly rabbi or tamid hakam who knows what's the story, because not everyone understands the halachot of tuman tahara of a field. Bottom line is, we see that we mark a beta pras even on a field that a kever was plowed over there, and not just if it got lost. So, Amarath Papa, no, you're, we have to explain, like we said before, that if it was plowed, we don't put any marking over there. Kitanya hahi, but that whole brayta with the trees is besadeshe avad ba kever. We're talking over there that a field where there was a kever, it got lost. The tsinua, they marked it right away. Originally, they did everything correctly, and then it got lost, and then we didn't know it was flying. And that's why, if there's trees over there, then you know something was plowed over there, and it was done after it was marked, after everything was done correctly, and then it was uh, plowed. So in that type of case, it's not metameh ohel. However, in Ba'ilanot, if there's no trees, then we know that there's a grave here somewhere lost, just it wasn't plowed, and that's why there's no trees, and that's why it's metamebe ohel. But if it's a field that a, a grave was never lost there, meaning it was just uh, plowed right away from the beginning, then we don't have to mark that. So now the Gemara asks, Maybe the trees are in the inside of the field and the and the grave is on the outside, meaning closer to Rishut HaRabim of where the field is. And maybe the area where the grave was was never plowed and maybe you're not allowed to walk there. So how can you say you're allowed to walk through the trees just by blowing? The trees are standing by the boundaries. We're also over here explaining the trees are by the boundary. There's no space in between them and Rishut Rabin. They're right by the border. And you know that there was no grave over there. Anything that was, and uh, any grave that must have been has to be already past the trees. No one's going to bury his mate in the middle of Rashut Arabim. Rather, either it's between the trees or after that. And the fact that there was trees shows you that the area was plowed. So the Gemara asks the opposite question. 
Vidilma tum'a migavai ve'ilanot mibarai. Maybe the tum'a is on the inside, somewhere in the middle of the field, and the trees are on the outside, and you have to worry, and you're not allowed to walk there. So like my answer is not. We're talking about bim subachim, that the trees are not standing in a straight line. They're back and forth. They're a little bit mixed all over the field. And for sure, if there was a grave there, it would have been plowed. Ve'ibati you could explain. Ha'amaran, we already explained that in Marhikin in Siyon, Mimkom Tumah, we don't move the marking or the monument from wherever the Tumah is. We don't move it away too much. We don't want to lose the horse space in Eretz Yisrael and make people not be able to walk there. Rather, you have to say that the, if there was a kever, it was somewhere near these trees. And it was plowed, and since it was plowed, you're allowed to blow and walk through. And we'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem. Le'olam. Amen. Ve'amen.